This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspeedy on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. And welcome to Odson Europa League. Let's analyze the second leg of the semi-finals with Danny Fisichella, Alvaro Romeo, and with you. So leave a comment below and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. And of course, do not forget to click on the like button if you enjoy our videos, subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications. And now let's go on with the show. So we have the second leg of the semi-finals of the Europa League. Man United is already in uh, Poland, but let's analyze all these two games and let's place our bets with you guys. Ciao, Dani. Ciao, Alvaro. Ciao. Hello. And we are going to start with the best game we have, of course, on Thursday at the Emirates Arsenal Villarreal. 2-1 for Villarreal, remember. In the first leg, Manu Trigueros, Albiol, the score, Pepe, the best player we can say even in this Europa League. Ten, uh, he's been involved in 10 goals in this Europa League, six goals and four assists. I think the best news for Arsenal is that they are still alive. They got this goal at La Ceramica, uh, but they are not favorites. Actually, we check the odds. Of course, they are favorite to win this game, 1.92. But to qualify, Villarreal is favorite, 1.66, Arsenal 2.10. Alvaro, after seeing the first leg, after seeing the odds, uh, where would you go in this very, very tight match, I would say? It is tight. It is tight. I don't say no to that. But uh, I think that Arsenal is more dangerous than Villarreal. And uh, I can see that imposing itself. Uh, look, um, Arsenal in the Europa League, they have shown the best version of themselves when they were in trouble. For example, they did it against Benfica. They were behind in, their, in the scoreline uh, in Portugal and in London, and they managed to come back. Uh, then against Slavia Prague, they had a difficult one as well away in the second leg, and they managed to do it. And there is an answer to why they managed to do it. It's because they've got more firepower up front than anybody else apart from Manchester United in this competition. And that uh, is very important at this stage of the competition because uh, in the game between Arsenal and Villarreal at the Stadio de la Ceramica, I could see that Villarreal was producing a lot of football. They got midfielders who can actually play very well, but then it all relies on uh, Gerard Moreno and uh, whatever the rest can do, but their contribution to the score sheet is not very big, whereas Arsenal uh, can offer or can boast three, four, five players, even the ones coming from the bench, who can score goals. And in this kind of competitions, this is very important. And I am fully aware of Unai Emery's uh, romance with this competition, having won it three times. I am fully aware that Villarreal is a team of uh, very competitive average guys who maybe you haven't heard of, but at the same time, they are very good and very well regarded in Spanish football. The likes of Pedraza, Trigueros, uh, Moy Gomez. I, I really think that they are very good very good players, uh, maybe not uh, to play even international football, but they are quite nearly there, they are almost there. So for this game, look, I'm going to back Arsenal very favorably. In fact, I think that uh, they are going to go through. Arsenal to qualify, base 220, I like that one. An Asian handicap of minus one for Arsenal, base 277, and uh, this will be my next upgrade on my bet. And the crazy one that, uh, you know, if you think that Arsenal, like me, 
they can score many goals. They are handicap minus two for Arsenal. That pays 660. Um, so I'm going to go for that. But of course, some things have to be said. Villarreal won in the weekend against Getafe, uh, despite making a lot of rotations. In fact, uh, players who will certainly feature against Arsenal didn't play. Albiol, Trigueros, Pedraza didn't play a single minute. Gerard Moreno, mm, Coquelin only played 28 minutes. So Villarreal has uh, rested players for this game, but Arsenal has done so a little bit as well. And against Newcastle the other day on the bench, they had the likes of Thomas Partey, Bukayo Saka, Pepe. So yeah, I think that uh, squad-wise, Arsenal has more firepower. I'm going to go for that, and Arsenal to qualify my favorite one here, that pays 220. I have to say that Alvaro also in the first leg, he was back in Arsenal also with this uh, firepower uh, up front. So you uh, still uh, keep your word and back Arsenal. Danny, you were more supportive about uh, Villarreal and they won actually the first leg. What do you think about this second leg? It's interesting what Alvaro says about uh, Villarreal rotation. I think obviously that gives Unai Emery uh, team an edge, uh, but it's also true that Arsenal is going to miss their top goal scorer, Lacazette. Still going to be injured, so he's not going to be there. I think that's a quite a big miss. Yes, of course, Obama Young is back in the side. Good game at the weekend uh, with a goal, but the main man for Arteta is Lacazette. They will also miss Tierney. So again, Shaka deployed a left back. It's not his ideal position. David Luiz in the middle won't be there. Ceballos suspended. So Arsenal is far from their ideal 11. I think the more I look at the penalty in the first leg for Arsenal, the more is not a penalty. So no. a lucky escape for Arsenal. But as we said in the video about Chelsea and Real Madrid, Maybe Villarreal should have killed the game when they were 11 v 10 and they didn't do it. And as Alvaro said, yes, it's because everything goes through the feet of Gerard Moreno, one of the most informed strikers in Europe. Alcácer is also there to help. And maybe that's where they create more problems because I suspect Arsenal is not used to play in the Premier League against teams that set up with two out-out strikers such as Moreno and Alcácer that attack the, the space as well. Most of teams in the Premier League, sometimes they play with one striker or one pure striker. And maybe that's where, you know, the frailties of Arsenal could be uh, shown. However, however, um, Arsenal uh, is a little bit tighter in defence with Arteta recently. So that's an, an improvement from uh, Emery uh, Reign. But they face a Villarreal team that has only lost three of the last 13 games um, and you know in the last four of four of last five games with Villarreal they've been over 2.5 goals so the goals are on the card for this one I think uh, I don't know I suspect Arsenal to qualify will have to suffer quite a lot I don't see them I don't think it's a straightforward job um, if I have to bet on someone to qualify I will say Villarreal but I'm gonna go for a first half draw 235 or because of the gold market because of there are a lot of goals in Villarreal games recently over 2.5 goals 2.75 goals sorry 2.02 Okay, uh, Danny, you go also, you just said it, uh, over 2.75 goals in this case. So you expect at least uh, three goals. If we check, we always check no, the over under 2.5 goals. And actually the bookies expect uh, goals here, 1.85 over 2.5 goals and under 2.5 goals, 2.16. Alvaro, if I didn't 
get it wrong also you back uh, goals here you expect uh, goals at the emirates in your case for the gunner side yes and i know that uh, for example gerard moreno is a hell of a threat uh, for uh, arsenal but uh, he's been scoreless in the last four games uh, gerard moreno he's caught a little bit of a scoring drought all that say villarreal has uh, gotten the results despite uh, Gerard Moreno's uh, bad run of form. Uh, so, yeah, this is a positive sign for Unai Emery's men as well. I believe that Villarreal has managed to be certainly competitive in the head-to-head -head games against the big teams in La Liga lately, for example, against Barcelona. They were nearly there uh, about to get a draw with them despite uh, playing with uh, a man down. Uh, the whole second half, for example, against Atletico de Madrid, I believe that they managed to draw this season too. So, yeah, this is a team that little by little has um, gained composure. I mean, there is a galaxy of distance between Villarreal in September, uh, just uh, when, when, when Ayamiri arrived in the team, the way they played against Barcelona at Camp Nou was ridiculously strange because they played with a 4 to 4 and uh, Barcelona basically killed them in the, on the break. And this Villarreal is different. They have gained some solidity. I'm not saying no to that, of course. But I think that uh, having reached this stage of the competition and on the basis also of what I saw at Ultra for the other day, I think that the, the best players managed to or used to step up. And uh, I think that Villarreal may lack a little bit of luck. I think that they've got many correct players, good players, but definitely not difference makers apart from Gerard Moreno. And this is going to cost them, in my opinion. Okay, Alvaro goes for Arsenal, Dani backs Villarreal, but be careful not in the bets. Then let's go to the other game that Alvaro mentioned about the quality shown on in Old Trafford this time. The second leg played, of course, in the Olympico of Roma. Roma Man United 6-2, remember, in the aggregate. Uh, no team actually had scored six goals in a European competition semi-finals and Man United uh, were able to do it. Actually, the last time that Man United scored at least six goals in a European competition was against Roma again in uh, 2007. Everything is uh, bad for Roma. We mentioned it in the first leg uh, and, and luckily for them, it was shown also at Old Trafford. They were also very unlucky. Three injuries, three substitutions in the first half, something that never happened actually in the Europa League. Now it was announced uh, yesterday, Dani, that Fonseca will leave the club. We knew it at the end of the season. Mourinho uh, is going to arrive. If we check the odds, the victory of Roma pays uh, ridiculously high, 4.0. They lost again in the weekend. The victory for Man United is 1.97. The question is, Danny, who cannot expect another victory of the Red Devils? Roma is already on holidays. The club is melting down again. It's uh, like every season for this uh, at this stage of the year. They are decomposing. So actually, I would say that these are good odds to take another Man United victory. Yeah, of, of, absolutely. And the, the odds for Man United are, are high for an away win, I think. But let's talk about the Mourinho effect. If anything in the world of football can shake up an environment that is in, in disarray, that is crisis, can give you that boost, it's the arrival of Jose Mourinho. I mean, uh, the Mourinho effect even now, I think, on players, on the environment of Roma, could be massive because 
uh, well, we all know about uh, Mourinho's recent experience and not being successful, especially, you know, the second year at Tottenham, the last year at Man United, but the appeal he has, the, the, the power of motivating the environment around him, at least initially, is massive. And probably this could have, who knows, an effect on some Roma players that are still playing under Fonseca, which is a dead man walking, obviously. He, he knew he was going to get sacked anyway. But maybe that could have an effect and that could be a reaction, uh, knowing that the another manager is looking and some players uh, need to earn the place to be, uh, the right to be in Mourinho's team next year. I mean, uh, Roma has two of the best players of Roma, funnily enough, are Smalling and Mkhitaryan, which uh, Mourinho kicked out of Manchester United. Basically, because he were not his type of players. Well, they love maybe to do more, to impress him more, and there are other players that want to earn the right to be there. But this game is still managed under Fonseca. When I say manage, you have to say under brackets, because you know what we saw at Old Trafford was a team that had basically almost no clue tactically how to be on the pitch. I think they deserve to be 2-1 up, but after that, they kept attacking, they conceded the second goal as a counter-attack. That's unbelievable. And then, instead of defending the 2-2 or defending the 3-2 defeat, they kept going forward and they got trashed. I mean, the last goal that Man United scored that basically killed the tie, Roma had six, five or six players up front, another five at the back, and you know, obviously they were uh, third apart by the, by the pace of Man United. So uh, I'm expecting a much more cautious approach this time. They don't need to win, they need to save face, and they also have to show that they got some pride and they want to be playing for Roma the years to come. For Fonseca as well, it's all about pride. I think he's been treated unfairly in Italy. I think he's a manager that has got Roma to a certain level of play. At the beginning of the season, they were an entertaining team to watch. Then they got a lot of injuries. But yes, it's true. They never shown that fearsome, that, uh, that anger, the things that they come at teams and attack them, the eyes of the tiger. They don't quite have it with Fonseca. Who knows? They probably get it back with Mourinho. Let's look at the stats. 15 goals conceded for Roma in the last five, but they are unbeaten in Europa League at home. They got lots, lot of absentees, as you mentioned. Maybe Fonseca is going to go for two up front, 3-5-2 with Dzeko and Mayoral, also because he has got pretty much no one else that could play. For Man United, they come rested because the game against Liverpool was obviously suspended. They won six of the last seven. They are the second best attack in the Premier League and three away wins in the Europa League already. Uh, look, um, this is, a, I think, probably they know they're going to be in the final. So I'm going to give you a few odds that I fancy. Roma to take the lead, 237 for the question of pride. Both teams to score in the first half, that's 350, so like on Old Trafford. Or you can go over 1.5 goals only in the first half. That's a quite high odd, 230. Okay, so Danny, you think it's a right appointment, uh, Mourinho for Roma? I think it is. I think, it, I think look, <clears throat> it was between Mourinho, well, actually, no one knew about Mourinho. It was about Sarri. Everyone thought it was going to be Sarri. I think in terms of uh, style of play, in terms of evolution of the players, Sarri would have been a step forward. I'm not sure if Mourinho is uh, enough modern or has he's modernized himself enough to guarantee that progression. However, 
the way Mourinho plays, the way Mourinho set up his team, I think is perfect for Italian football at the moment. And also he's the man that can revitalize an environment. Now, it depends whether he falls out with the players and the environment after a while or not, as he happened at Spurs and Man United. But I think uh, for the way Roma is set up at the moment, he is the right appointment. He obviously, you know, brings a lot of enthusiasm. So yeah, he's a big name. Yeah, Roma, Roma did a good choice for me. Okay, the special one to a special club like uh, Roma. Going back to the game, Alvaro, uh, we saw, for instance, how Man United, after thrashing uh, Real Sociedad away, they were relaxed uh, when they played uh, the second leg. Maybe, as Danny said, we can expect something similar, or you also expect the Red Devils to go to the neck and grab a victory at the Olympico? I find it difficult in this one, really. Uh, it's very tough to predict because it's all down to Manchester United, how much uh, they want to put into this game, you know? Um, so, who wins, who loses, maybe are not the markets that I'm going to go for this time. Uh, because I believe that this is, again, as I said before, it's down to uh, Manchester United's motivation and we don't know how the motivation is in that camp, especially after what happened in the weekend, because uh, what happened on Sunday at Old Trafford is probably one of the most important days in recent football history, really. Uh, at the end of the day, let's don't forget that uh, a Manchester United Liverpool is an equivalent of a Boca River or a Barcelona Real Madrid. Simple as that. And that game had to be suspended and it hasn't been rescheduled yet, uh, as far as I am concerned, uh, because uh, some supporters just broke into the ground and a uh, rumor says that even one of them managed to get to the locker rooms. But, you know, uh, those protests. Uh, I think that they are a little bit unprecedented, especially when it comes to big clubs. And uh, yeah, what happened the other day was a message from many fans to the ownership of Manchester United. And I, I don't know if this is going to affect to the, uh, the players. I think not, personally. But definitely uh, Manchester United uh, hasn't played football this weekend and they will be rested, which is a blessing, but it is a curse as well, because uh, they will have to play Liverpool uh, somehow, somewhere, one day in the middle of this really tight calendar and I really don't know, I, I struggle to, to to see when uh, that there is a day. There is a day. There is a day, finally. Okay, Daniela, tell me. The, is they going to play on the Sunday of the FA Cup, after the FA Cup, and the game that was scheduled for Liverpool that weekend is going to be played midweek against West Bromwich Albion. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so basically a tight calendar. A tight calendar for Manchester United from now on. And uh, yeah, probably they will be playing the Europa League final as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, there is one more game to go for them in Europe. I think that Manchester United is a team that uh, has more firepower even than Arsenal. And uh, they are in a very good run of form. In 2021, they are uh, a really good team in the Premier League as well. And they are going to finish second in the Premier League comfortably. Uh, many points ahead of Liverpool, many points ahead of uh, Tottenham, and some points ahead of Chelsea. And Chelsea, is a potential Champions League finalist. So that tells you that Manchester United has been making improvements uh, on the, under Solskjaer uh, over, the last, uh, over the last years. Uh, Bruno Fernandes and Cavani, I think they got an understanding that uh, it is worth mentioning here. Uh, who would have said that? Uh, Cavani, uh, nearing 34 years old, uh, 34, 35. Bruno Fernandes, a player that uh, he was fantastic uh, uh, in Portugal, but then he came to England and he got 
an immediate impact for Manchester United. Whether these two will play together or not is uh, something to be confirmed as well. That's why I say that for this game it's difficult to make a prediction. And Roma, well, we know the story. Daniele has explained that very well. Uh, at the same time, uh, just uh, giving some uh, extra info, they are winless in the last uh, six games. And against Sampdoria the other, the other day, they, they weren't good enough, simply. They didn't create many chances and they lost 2-0. So, in here, look, if you want to have some safe money, I think that you can go for both teams to score. That pays 151. If you put more, more than uh, one unit uh, one unit in, uh, in your bet, I think that you're going to get a decent return. Roma to win first half is something that I do fancy here, actually. That pays 3.95, and uh, I find it very attractive uh, because I'm going to I'm going to follow what Daniel said. Uh, Roma just going onto the pitch, trying to score a goal quickly. Uh, maybe not uh, because they've got the, the belief that they will qualify, but just to launder their image after what happened in the first play. Uh, the next goal for Roma is something that I really like as well, 2.30. And of course, Edu, Daniel, just uh, let me mention this to the to the listeners, I mean, if anybody believes that Roma can still make it, Roma to qualify pays 41. You know, if you are uh, long on money and you have some money to spare, you can put it on there if you like. Well, Although it's very difficult. Who would have thought that, that uh, Roma was able to kick Barcelona, for instance, and they managed to do it 3 uh, 0 with Di Francesco, but that was all times. Now I think it's possible. 41. Exactly. 41. 41. Money there, and you mentioned Alvaro Cavani, 34 years old, and he's actually the oldest player to score a brace in a semi-final in a major European competitions since Philippe Cocu, who did it in the semi-finals of 2004 and 2005. Against so, Milan. Against Milan. Against Milan. Yeah, that Milan. That Milan qualified for the away goal. The, the thing with Cavani is that. Uh, as much as I like Rashford, as much as I trust on Greenwood to become a really good footballer, Edison Cavani is a master in the in the opponent's box. I mean, the way he attacks the first post, uh, the way he opens the space for the opponents. I mean, uh, he is giving lessons every time he plays, and, uh, and you also, know, he, he's so important for them. The, the things that with Cavani has is always the dummy run. He makes a run and then stops and goes yeah. the other way. Whereas most of the of the centre forward these days, they make one run. That's it. Look at Icardi, for example, and compare. I haven't, I haven't, I, I, I haven't seen him yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You you wonder what PSG could have done with Cavani linking up the play. I don't think yesterday Neymar passed the ball to Icardi more than once. That's why Cavani is called Matador for something. He's a killer inside the box. Then. Thank you guys for this analysis of the Europa League uh, semi-finals. Let's see who we have in the final. For sure, we will also analyze it here and give some tips for that game in Gdansk in Poland. Then, see you soon. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you. We have now all the info to bet on these semi-finals. Let me know what you think about our tips in the comment section of course and you will have the chance also to win a 10 pound free bet with Novibet and support us how you can click on the like button if you enjoy the video subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications and of course you can also listen to all our videos in our podcast and we will analyze the final of the Europa League as well so see you soon